Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast as Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents Playoff Basketball in Southeast Iowa. Welcome to the program, Scotty Melvin. Hey, good morning. How we doing? It's it's game day, baby. Talk to me. We're we're there. This is the tournament. What do we got? What's on the plate today? Well, that's an early game day for uh, Southeast Iowa fans that are traveling up to see the Danville Bears take on the Lake Mills Bulldogs 1030 a.m. tip off in Wells Fargo. So uh, it's going to be on that. Uh, uh, I remember the, the high school playoffs, uh, football playoffs, and they had the, the state website. It did a fantastic job of bringing these games, camera angles, uh, anchors, there's play-by-play guys. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's programming at its finest on a high school level, isn't it? I think so. And I'm pretty sure uh, fans will get treated that aren't able to travel up are going to get treated to the same thing um, via the live stream from the website. But I've been playing with this varsity bound app too. And um, I haven't clicked on it. I'm going to try it when I get to work later, when the game tips off, they have a button for every game that's being played in the state tournament that says it's a little green button that says live. And I'm betting that you can click that button right there on the varsity bound app and go straight to that, that live stream. Well, let's talk about what a, what a resource this varsity bound thing is because when we get off the phone here, I'm going to download it. Yeah. And you need to, because now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably right up there with you being uh, not what you'd call a, uh, tech savvy (laughs) so i've been playing with this app over the weekend when i've had a little time here and there and it really does have every little bit of information they keep track of all the stats the coaches are putting in the stats for the players and everything so you can dig up all kinds of numbers and i was able to get some on this game and on the mid prairie uh, monticello game tomorrow as far as like some of the leading scores and things like that so it's really a lot of fun you can dig up anything you want on any player any team all over the state well, speaking of big stats, uh, before we get too much further, Round Guy the Podcast has some big stats to announce. Uh, we went past our 3,000th listener. Uh, we had our second best week ever. Uh, we posted the individual third and fourth highest rated episodes of all time. And uh, we're here for you today. Uh, also, we kind of started a blog. You know, it's not a professional blog, but now... Three episodes at a time are going to be uh, transcribed onto this blog. So that'll help us generate a little bit of something. You know, what we need is a website and we need a a professional blog that we own because, you know, so we can get the revenues off of it instead of this. But it was free and it was a start. And so we're making we're we're plugging along. Uh, But tell us about how the Danville Bears are going to be plugging along today, who they're playing, and let's give us a a preview of the game. All right. So Danville, as we know, um, comes into the game with a 23-2 record. Um, They play out of the uh, Southeast Iowa Super Conference. They only lost two games, both were to New London, who did not make it to Wells. So, And we know they like to play kind of a slowed-down game you know, low scoring type of potent defense style of play. And they average a 55 to 41 victory on the season. If you take into account all their games. So, and you know, that, that 55 is probably a little inflated. You could argue by uh, some of the games where they were able to get, 
you know, they were able to explode for some higher scores against Van Buren and, and Central Lee. And I think they had one big outburst against Hillcrest Academy this year. So honestly, that 55 that they average is probably a little bit lower if you take those games out. And that's just the, the tempo that they play. They're going up against the Lake Mills Bulldogs team that likes to push it. And this is what I talked about earlier. Well, how will they fare as, as staunch on defense as the Bears are? How will they fare if they run into a team that can match up with them physically? but likes to push the tempo in the other direction and score a lot of points. And if you look through uh, the season for Lake Mills, they average 69, almost 70 points a game. They hold their opponents to 38. So they appear to have an even stouter defense than Danville while putting up 14 more points per game. And if you look through those scores, you'll see some of their uh, bigger outbursts in the 90s and the 80s. This team can put up some points, and they're led by a six foot seven senior named Wyatt Helmick who averages 18 points and almost 10 rebounds a game. So Sawyer Nelson, the, the, the tall man in the middle for Danville, has got his work cut out for him today to contain this boy. Well, let me ask you something. we got three teams in the playoffs, Burlington and Mid-Prairie. Uh, both of them dominated. You know, it was in Burlington's case, it was 10, 15-point wins. In uh, Mid-Prairie's case, it was 22, 26, 33-point win type things, you know. But then here yeah. we got Danville, who has won in uh, triple overtime and last-second shots and just by a basket, you know, almost a three-pointer just missing, bouncing out, you know. I mean, so uh, what, what's, what, is, what has Danville's uh, mentality been? And uh, maybe how, how does that give them an advantage, you think, or a disadvantage? Right. You know, and one thing I'll say about a team like Danville, and I've seen some of these uh, teams that play this kind of style where they are very deliberate and they look for the perfect shot every trip down. They play tough defense. And so the scores don't end up being very high. And, and quite honestly, if you look through their, their uh, history this season, they've played a lot of teams that I think they're probably superior to but yet played to these two-point wins, uh, you know. And I think that that slowed-down style that they have uh, kind of lends itself to those types of games, and they're fine with that. They're fine with taking it down to a tie game with a minute to go or whatever, a couple minutes to go in the fourth, and just working that ball in for a good shot and, get, and getting out of there with, with a win. And they seem to be about as good at it as maybe anybody I've ever seen. You know, it's just occurred to me, the the Danville never never ever wants to try to run points up, do they? No, like I said, if you look through the entire season, out of their twenty five games they've played, very rarely do they go for more than forty five. Um, and generally, the teams, and I'm talking when they played West Burlington, and they won these games, you know. Uh, but you're talking like forty five to. Th- 43, 45 to 40, you know, stuff like that. And uh, the only games that they had any kind of scoring outbursts that I saw on their schedule were against really down teams like the Central Lees and the Van Burens. So it's just their style. And, you know, can can you uh, overcome the defense? Can you make them, you know, press harder on offense than they want to? And the state tournament, boy, we're going to find out. They're right off the bat they're going to get a test with a team that likes to run that scoreboard up. Well, Clay Edwards says is the further you get into the playoffs, the lower scoring it, uh, it is, and a low scoring grinded out affair is definitely going to go uh, Danville's way, isn't it? I think so, but like I said, if, if they run into some matchup problems and a team that can force them to play faster than they want to, it, it could spell trouble. And there's a couple of these teams up there. I haven't researched them all, but I see that uh, 
North Lynn's up there again for the sixth time in a row. And if anybody's a basketball historian in Iowa, the son of the legendary Bob Helmer co coaches North Lynn. And this program is uh, not to be taken lightly. And those guys like to score 90 points a game if they can. So there's a couple of these teams up there in 1A that like that high-tempo, high-scoring uh, style of play, and Danville's going to have to figure out how to slow that down. Well, let, let me talk, let's talk about how they're going to slow that down. Now, they've got this great big kid in the middle, of uh, Sawyer, I think's his name? Sawyer Nelson, yeah, six foot six, uh, tall and long, likes to block a lot of shots, averages 10 points a game and 10 rebounds a game. The games I saw him play, he just kept the ball out. You know, you just couldn't get the ball down the paint. You just can't. I mean, no, I mean, at least, at least the teams that have been that I've seen going at him, you know, they're they're not getting, they're not getting. He just, he's a big presence, isn't he? He is, but he's running up against a kid that's a little bigger than him right off the bat here, so he's going to need some help. Well, well, let's uh, good luck to them. Well, let's talk a little bit about Linville Sully. They're in our conference. Yeah. They play the Sigourneys and the Kyotas and the North Mahaskas. So, you mean Lake Mills? Oh. Lake Mills, or who's you saying? Well, we got Danville versus Lake Mills in no, 1A. Uh, I thought Linville Sully was in the tournament too. They might be, but I don't know anything about them. All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to, to tomorrow's games. Let's set up set up what, what's on schedule for Tuesday for us. Well, it's another 10-30 game. Um, hopefully the weather's cooperating a little better by then. But, yeah, Mid-Prairie Golden Hawks, 24-0, the only undefeated team in 2A. Uh, taking on somebody they've already played just recently, Monticello Panthers, who come in 21-3. and three. Um, They're in the same conference, the River Valley, and I'm not sure if they're – I don't think they're in the same division, though. I think uh, Mid-Prairie's in the south and, and uh, Monticello comes out of the north. But these teams are familiar with each other. And I was kind of hoping they wouldn't match up right off the bat up there at the tournament, but that's how it shook out with the seedings. And uh, I had to dig up some info on Monticello. They're led by a guard. He looks like he's one of those kids that does a little everything. His name's uh, Tate Peterson. He's six foot, averages 19 points a game, five and a half assists per game, and almost five and a half rebounds per game. So the, a lot of production out of a out of a, a guard there. And then their their man in the middle, Preston Reese. He's not big. He's six two, but he goes for 18 points a game and seven rebounds a game. So that's their big. Uh, two-headed monster there at Monticello. Uh, Mid-Prairie's already beat him 65-50 to 50 just back in the second week of February. So is it going to be a case of uh, the Golden Hawks know this team they, and, and it's going to be another, you know, easy win? Or does Monticello make uh, adjustments and make this a, a tough game for the Hawks? We'll, we'll find out tomorrow, 1030. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be a big one. And then again, so mention the, the, the website. Uh, if you don't have the Varsity app, what's What's the high school uh, uh, website? It's just uh, the Iowa Athletic uh, Association website. I don't know if that's the exact address or whatever, but if you you know type into Google Iowa Ath High School Athletic Association, it'll take you there, and then you just got to go to the Boys Basketball uh, State Tournament Central, and you can start digging through all the info on the teams or, or how to stream it and all that good stuff. Well, uh, if you want some information on uh, – what uh, Coach Lambert's thinking. We did get an interview with him. We also got an interview with Coach Aiky in Burlington, but I am yet to be able to track down the Danville coach. If anybody can help me with that, you know, please get a hold of us here or that uh, you can message us through Spotify or, you know, tweet, tweet me on the Round Guy podcast. Uh, 
But uh, I'm trying, guys. Uh, you know, it's, it's just so much better when I can get the coach, isn't it? I think so. And, and I would like to hear from uh, from Danville's coaches. They're co-coaches. They're a pair of twins that used to play for Danville that played in at least one state tournament. Both these uh, guys played college basketball together and everything, the, the Sukup twins. And, and I remember them being uh, quite a dynamic pair on the court. And now they're co-coaching uh, the Bears, their alma mater. So, and they've got them back in the state tournament. So they're doing a fantastic job. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about how we hate seeing these low-scoring games, but it's got them to the state tournament, and they've only lost two games on the year. So you can't argue that it's working for them. No, you can't. Uh, and we love to talk to them, and I, they just don't they don't seem to have much of a presence on Twitter, do they? They don't. Danville, uh, I don't know if the school has anything. Um, I do have – I do follow uh, Michael Sukup on Twitter. He's one of the, the twin coaches there, one of the co-coaches, so – there might be a way to get a hold of them through through that. Uh, well, I'll say this, Scott. We've been doing our dangest to cover them all year long, haven't we? Yeah, they're they're just uh, is kind of stinks when you live. I live, you know, we both kind of live up in more of the northern part of this uh, southeast Iowa region, and those guys are kind of pointing down towards that southeastern corner, and it's a little harder to to follow those teams the further away they get from you know from the. Uh, the area we live in here. And they don't have a lot of coverage down there. You know I mean? They really have radio that covers Burlington they or Fort Madison, um, you know, so it's, it's, uh, it's more difficult. But now that I got a hold of the coaches down there, uh, it's really helping and we're really growing in, in that part of the state too. So anyway, uh, Southeast Iowa, super proud of those two teams. We still got the three A. So let's talk about that. Three A. Uh, well, nobody made it from here and, uh, I don't even have, oh, I, I meant to say four A. We're talking Burlington. We got, of course, we got the Burlington Greyhounds. Um, and I haven't dug into their opponent too much yet. I know they're playing Ames. Ames is, uh, I think they're top ranked. They're widely thought of as the best team in Iowa this year, as far as high school uh, basketball goes in the 4A class. Uh, so it's a tall, it's a tall task. But I've seen some, some pretty good bulletin board material on Twitter. Uh, for the for the Greyhounds, uh, the fact that Ames is just a huge favorite in this game, the line on the game is crazy. Um, everybody's kind of got this. Uh, they've they've ra- they've ranked the uh, the four games up there. You know, as which ones will will be any good to watch. You know, which ones will be close. And they they've basically written off the Greyhounds up there <laughs> in this first game against Ames. So, uh, if I'm the Greyhounds, I'm going to use that for some extra motivation. And we already have seen what they what they've done with an undefeated team in uh, Pleasant Valley just recently, and then they they beat the uh, Iowa City West Trojans, who were I think a lot of people's pick to get out of that sub-state and go to state, and and they handled them easily. So Ames is probably in for way more of a fight than they anticipate. I think. Oh, I agree. I agree with you totally. That that's one of the the games I'm really super excited to to watch. Uh, this team is pretty tough. This Burlington team, they, you know, they won a lot. Uh, they won a lot of games. They got, uh, they got the community, you know, redirected towards uh, supporting the team again. And I think the they're going to be a big crowd from, from Burlington up there at Wells Fargo. Don't you think? I think so. I think uh, they've, they've stirred up some excitement there and it's been a long time coming and it, it probably didn't hurt that the football team did what, you know, did what they did this year. And, uh, you know, there's over the years been a lot of uh, athletic talent in that town, and I don't know if uh, 
a lot of those kids don't end up going out for sports or how that plays out. But, but there's no doubt that there's there's athletes in the town of Burlington, and it seems like they've come to uh, to play in the sports this year. And and I think they've got coaches in place that want to continue this and and create a tradition. And so hopefully this is a start of something big for those guys. Yeah, uh, you know. So let me ask you: Have you ever been to Wells Fargo to see it? I have. I have, and I can I can tell you exactly the last time I went. I don't remember the year, but I went up there for the sole purpose of watching Harrison Barnes play for the Ames Cyclones when he was there. And uh, him and Doug McDermott uh, put on a show. These are two two guys that made it to the NBA and were superstars and will probably never see two talented kids like that on a single team in the, in the state of Iowa again in my lifetime. And it was pretty special, man. Roy Williams was there. I saw him with my own two eyes. The place was packed and it was rocking. So it's a great experience. Uh, there's a couple things about it we could put out to you. I do not believe you have to buy tickets online. I think you can just walk right up and get your tickets there. And if you're, you know, you're, you're there for the 1030 games or the, I think the, the Burlington games at noon, isn't it? I think so. I hadn't looked ahead yet. Being that it's a little later in the week. Um, well, we'll we'll update you again before right. then. I think, that's what, uh, I think that's what Coach told you in your last uh, interview there. Yeah. So anyway, you know, if you're up there at ten thirty in the morning, that ticket's good for all day. Yeah. So that's if you like high school basketball, uh, you know, played at uh, you know the highest level in the state. Here's your here's your day. Here's your treat, and tomorrow's the same. Yeah, it could be a, you know, it could be a nice, you know, go up there and get a hotel room and uh, just spend two days just uh, seeing some of the funnest basketball and see, see all these communities come out, support these little schools and big schools and uh, see what kind of talent there is. Like you say, Scott says he's he went up there and saw guys that wound up in the NBA right there, right there at Wells Fargo. Yeah, and no, we got there during, uh, oh, I think we showed up in the third quarter of the three, a championship game thinking, Hey, let's get good seats. And, and we've still had to sit way up, way up high, which there's not a bad seat at Wells Fargo, but it was just the shock of the fact that uh, so many people came to attend the game. And I'm sure a lot of it was to see the same things that I went to see, but you know, you, you couldn't get a seat in that place uh, a, a whole almost half earlier than you wanted to uh, be there for the game. You came to see is people are, are interested and they support it. All right. Well, I'm having a competition out there. Uh, I want to see whose episode can get more listens. It's going to be either Coach Rawson or Jess Settles and Clay Edwards. Uh, they're one. I ain't going to say who's ahead, but it's only by one. And uh, they're uh, the third and fourth highest rated episode we ever had. <clears throat> also, I want to thank uh, Corwin Henshaw. Uh, he brought us uh, all this great coverage all, all through the playoffs, and he, small, he made sure we could cover it all the way through the playoffs. And uh, he also sponsored an episode of the uh, farm show there in, in uh, Fairfield they just had. That's a really great episode. And uh, Corwin does the intro to that and tells you about all his services, and it's a really great uh, look at it. And I appreciate you guys giving it a listen just because Corwin helps us so much. So anything we didn't talk about you wanted to, Scott? I don't think so. We got a, a basic overview of what's coming the next, uh, I don't know, three days and, uh, you know, get your ears on or your, your 
streaming service on for uh, 10.30's tip-off this morning for the Danville game. Well, uh, you were on top of your game today, you know. Uh, it's one thing, you know, to tell me about when Waco and Winfield play each other, you know what I mean? You, you're going to know that, but, you know, now it's all these other teams. You was able to get some good information and really break those games down in a professional way, and uh, I got to thank you, Scott. Well, I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, and I'm telling you guys, if you're interested in the stats and all that stuff, Varsity Bounds really, really helped me out. Well, I'm going to, you know, through every resource I can, put a episode out for you every morning uh, for the next three mornings, and appreciate Scott for being there for us today. This, is, this has been Round Guy the Podcast with news you can use that don't give you the blues, and thanks for listening. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for having me. All right, we're out.